Today, on the travel guys. In the travel news, an airline and a cruise line are in trouble. The airline has ceased flying and the cruise line's website has expired. We have updates to help keep you out of trouble. Gwen Duncan is on hand at 320 to talk about travel scams from hotels to just walking down the street. Now, these are some things to be aware of. The TSA is an important, unavoidable, and sometimes misunderstood part of air travel these days. At 335, we're joined by Dale Keller and Sid Hanna from from the TSA, who are here to answer your questions and make airport security a little easier to understand. It's a little after 3 o'clock in Sacramento, and whether you are out battling the traffic and weather or listening at home, Welcome to the latest edition of The Travel Guys. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. sakes look what you ran across on your radio where you weren't looking for it i don't know we, we are the travel guys here every <laughs> what was that supposed i to don't be? know we are here every sunday afternoon from three to four have been for years you can find us and follow along at travelguysradio.com i'm tom romano he's mark hoffman we're brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Mark, did you have a good uh, Thanksgiving uh, holiday and I such? did. I took uh, myself and uh, one of my Sports Leisure staff, Donnie Anderson, we took 40 people up to the National Hotel in Jackson mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving dinner. We'd done that last year, but this year we spent the night at the hotel, and uh, we kind of overflowed it, so some folks had to stay down the street at the Holiday Inn, but had a wonderful dinner. The food there, um, Chuck, the chef at the National Hotel, really fixes a Thanksgiving dinner that if if you want a dinner that's like what you used to get at Grandma's house uh-huh. on Thanksgiving, yeah. then not a lot of fancy accoutrements, just um, turkey and gravy and dressing and, uh, you know, yams with candied pecans on top oh and uh, mashed potatoes and just all of the stuff. I, they had prime rib also for the non-turkey eaters. There and, you go. And Did some you- nice salads and stuff, but pumpkin pie with... Real whipped cream, not mm-hmm. stuff that, you know, kind of sort of is almost whipped cream, but actual right. whipped cream. Now, did they have uh, cranberry jelly or cranberry uh, sauce? I'm not a cranberry sauce guy, but from what it looked like there, it might have even been homemade cranberry sauce. Well. So it was, it's really, that's two years in a row I've been up there for Thanksgiving dinner, and we don't invade for Christmas, so it, the reservations are probably open, but... Uh, uh, a very reasonable price, and you could go up and spend the night. The National Hotel has really been, uh, Stan Lukowitz, who owns the hotel, has put a tremendous amount of money into it. And I asked Stan last week, I said, have you made any money on the hotel yet? And he said no, and probably won't ever. But he said it's fun. Um, so, you know, to own an old historic hotel, and then the folks went out in the, the shops and stuff. There is a great place in Jackson. Um, 
Um, a man and his wife have recreated a Sherlock Holmes sort of place inside an old building. We're going to have to get them on the air to talk about this because it's really fa- it's in an old building in downtown Jackson. There's a great bookstore, maybe one of the greatest old bookstores I've ever seen on the ground floor. Well, what is what is a, a Sherlock Holmes place well, he look created, like? They have created eight shops, actual shops, uh-huh. that look like Baker Street. I and see. they've recreated okay. Holmes's office, like uh-huh. in incredible detail, on upstairs in this building. I mean, you would never guess from the outside that this was housed inside, but it's just—it's an incredible find and a real treasure. Is and, it like a tour, a place where you go well, and take a tour? You can go and you can shop there if you wish. Um, and because all the eight little stores have things in them that you can buy, and they're mm-hmm. all replicas of, of old English, and it, it's it, and with the bookstore downstairs, I can't imagine you going there and spending less than two or three hours. You'd probably have to come up for air at some point. Well, amazing. You just stumbled across that. We did. I, the, the folks from the, from the Sherlock Holmes place came down to see us last year when we were having Thanksgiving dinner and mentioned that they could maybe do something fun for us, and they indeed did. So we had a really... Nice outing, a great dinner, and thanks to all of the sports leisure travelers who came along with us uh, for Thanksgiving up at the National Hotel. Maybe someone who's listening will join us there next year. I'm sure we'll go back. Well, that's awesome. Well, at the beginning of every Travel Guys radio program, we bring you up to date on the latest travel news. Mark? What you got? I know well, we've got some goodies. Today. In the headlines, we're talking about two companies that really have come upon uh, hard ways. The first one is Island Air in Hawaii. They actually ceased operations a couple of weeks ago. So if you've purchased an airline ticket, a connecting ticket, a lot of United Airlines flights use this smaller kind of commuter carrier um, other than Hawaiian Air in Hawaii to move their customers around. So just go. If you're planning on going to Hawaii and you have booked an inter-island flight, go look at your itinerary and if it says island air then you've got an issue you've they, they're not flying anymore and you've got to find another way to get around it probably will be hawaiian uh, because for right now they are it's kind of back to being a one airline market again hawaiian uh, island had kind of been a, a small competitor there well you know for a lot of years it was uh, hawaiian and aloha aloha and absolutely. aloha went away and i'm, I'm guessing this island air was kind, kind of, of sort of taking in. their place and what happened was they bought some bigger planes just about six months ago, and apparently didn't have any way to pay for them. So <laughs> while their business was actually getting better and they were cash flow positive, which if you're a business person, you know that's kind of critical, um, the airline is shut down and they're liquidating, so it doesn't look like that they will be back in any way, shape, or form. However, there is increasing rumors afloat that Southwest Airlines is not only going to go to Hawaii, but that they may be interested in the inner island hops because that's kind of what they do anyway. Right is is point to point, and so I think that would be a lucrative little business. Well, if you did it, right? I, I I don't know anything about the numbers, but it certainly could be interesting. All right, the other uh, company we want to tell folks about is actually a cruise line. Um, this is a small river cruise line that's uh, based in New Orleans. They've been in business a couple of years. It's called French America Line. I have tried to contact these people several times, and they appear to still have an office that is open but they don't have a cruise schedule published anywhere and if you go to your their, to their you try to contact their website you'll get a notice that says their website is expired um, so I will just suggest to you that this is not a good thing um, French America line there are several different river cruisers in the country so don't panic um, just because you heard something on the radio this is a small line French America 
And uh, if, if, if that's where you're booked, then I will suggest you that you need to look into what's happened to your money and your cruise. And if you haven't booked and that's on your list, why then you probably need to scratch it off. No reason to get into a situation where you have to go through all kinds of credit card chargebacks and things like that. Did you see where Uber uh, paid off some hackers that got information on 57 million of us? Yes, you know, uh, but but uh, go ahead and read further. They I... they knew they apparently uh, they knew about this for over a year. They've been hiding this, and they paid a hundred thousand dollars to hackers who stole personal details of fifty million customers and seven million ri- drivers to delete the data and keep quiet about the hack. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they're not the first. This this whole corporate. Uh, ransom and stuff like that from the internet is is popping up all over, but it just it seems like Uber can't get out of their own way. There you go. You know, I did read uh, further on that uh, in regards to because generally the thing that you're most concerned about is your your credit card number. Mm-hmm. And from what I understand, this this hack did not get access to to the uh, to riders. Uh, card numbers no it had some personal details but apparently they didn't get to the credit information so maybe that was why uber felt that it wasn't important to share that information um we have a great website at travelguysradio.com you probably have heard us mention it before but i want to call your attention to it today because we've put a couple of things up there that i think are kind of cool that you really can't uh, go over on the radio. One is a list of the very best vegan restaurants in the United States. So if you are a vegan traveler, um, that might be something that you would be interested in, travelguysradio.com. The other one is a Southwest flight attendant who has taken a, the safety demonstration to a whole new level. And, oh, I always love um, it really, Those are always fun. It really is. Um, it, it's, it's three minutes of your life that you'll be happy that you gave away. So mm-hmm. um, go to TravelGuysRadio.com and you can see um, that information there. So uh, let's see. What else do we have here? 44 pounds of marijuana found at the Nashville airport. This is kind of funny, actually. Um, somebody put 44 pounds of weed in a bag. Uh, the, the passenger on the other end didn't pick it up. So the airline, of course, you know, you don't pick up the bag. Why, then they're going to open it to see if they can figure out who it belongs to. Mm -hmm. And So they open it up, and it's full of, yeah. And so the next day, the passenger comes in to pick up his bag, and he was arrested without incident, apparently. 44 pounds of uh, of marijuana in the uh, Nashville airport. Um, it, it's... Still illegal, I might point out. uh, Yeah, and uh, earlier this year, uh, if if, if they point out here... At uh, Travel Pulse, who sent me this release that a uh, Delta flight bound for Beijing was forced to return to Seattle after a passenger displayed aggressive behavior, which he blamed on edible marijuana. And the Nashville airport has had its share of unusual incidences this year. Um, In August, I didn't hear about this one, sewage water from the women's toilet sprayed baggage of about 380 travelers at the facility. And last year, the airport was forced to deal with a naked man who entered the facility fully disrobed and lined up to purchase a ticket. So, you know, um, I, which one of those would disturb you the most? I, the, the toilet water on my luggage, I think, more you th- so. I, you think so? I'm okay with a naked guy run by, but um, toilet water on my luggage, that's... You can keep the luggage. Thank you very much. <laughs> How would you know if you were one of the 380 people whose luggage got yeah, sprayed? Okay, point. quickly here. The FTC is investigating TripAdvisor's business practices. We talked about this a couple weeks ago, about them allowing or not allowing people to post things that may not have been particularly positive about properties. In particular, a lady who was posting about a uh, 
a, a sexual molestation that occurred at one of the properties, and uh, they took it down. So the FTC is stepping in now to see if TripAdvisor is uh, handling all of this properly. I'm sure we will hear more on that. Spirit Airlines is turning to Disney for a service upgrade. They're hiring the Disney people to try to teach their employees how to be a little nicer to people. I'm going to suggest it's the business model of the airline, not the employees that are the problem. And Delta Airlines has a great sale going on right now. Uh, for a few more days, you can get cross-country trips for that usually are twenty-five to fifty thousand miles for as little as eleven thousand miles if you're flying in the off-off-off season of January. So that's if you're a Delta frequent flyer. And that is your travel news for today. And we are the Travel Guys. Again, follow along at TravelGuysRadio.com. Coming up next, Gwen Duncan joins us. We're going to talk travel scams. You're going to find this extremely interesting. That's next. Yes, it's Sunday afternoon, and if you're tuned in, it is the Travel Guys here on KFBK. Mark and Tom. Mark, what do we got? Well, here to make you a smarter traveler, of course, and uh, Gwen Duncan has done a little research on travel scams, things that can go bump in the night or bump on the street, or and actually some of these things are things that could happen to you even if you weren't traveling on a street in Sacramento. But Gwen has done some good research and I think come up with some things that will help make you a smarter traveler let me start with a quick one that's just come up in the last uh, couple of weeks it's not new but it's come up here actually in sacramento um you check into a hotel you get a phone rings a few minutes after you check in or hour after you check in and the person on the other end says there's been a problem with your credit card and it didn't go through and could could you just repeat back the numbers of your credit card to me this is the front desk calling and many people think there's no problem but what has happened here is someone has called the hotel They've randomly asked for a room number. The hotel, which should have a policy of not putting people through to your room without getting your name. In this case, it's probably a hotel that doesn't have quite as tight a security. They put the person through and the person says, hi, this is Joe from the front desk and we need to get your credit card. And so you give Joe your credit card number and your expiration and stuff. And of course, Joe doesn't work for the hotel or the front right. desk. Right, and they start with, uh, uh, I want so I can get the spelling of your name right, could you could you repeat it for me? Oh, absolutely. Because they might not even have your name. If someone calls you in a hotel and says, uh, we've got some kind of an issue with your credit card or something like that, just say to them, that's not a problem. I'll be right down to the front desk and we'll take care of it. That's good, that's so good. So there's one. <clears throat> Gwen, you've got some other ones here. Oh, what do you got? i got so many. Some of them were from personal experience. But... Um, uh, let's get a couple of examples. Okay. You find a wallet that's laying on the ground and it looks like there's money in it and okay. you go to pick it up and somebody comes over and says, well, they'll do a couple of different ways. They'll say, um, they want you to touch it. That's the thing. And then they'll just say, well, that's my wallet or whatever. And you've already got the fingerprints and they'll, they'll say, you give me so much money or I'm going to turn you into the police for theft. They'll try that. Some of them will go through and they'll, they'll pretend like they're the, the, the another tourist. And they'll say, well, I tell you what, the people are long gone. Let's split the money. Mm -hmm. And then they're an accomplice, actually. So, then so you two open or three, the wallet. There's $200. You, you guys you split, split it, split it each. Split That person it takes off. Then all of a sudden, yeah, they take off. And the next thing you know, three or four guys come and they just say, hey, you have my wallet. You took some money out. You know, show me that. 
you know, that you don't have so money. So now you've then got they, to replace the money. You have to they, replace that money. The you other have to person took, it. and the other person is in cahoots with them. Yes. And a lot of this is the cahoots thing, you know. And then some people, I don't know if you've ever done the uh, lockers, and you go to put your clothes in a locker. Ron oh, and I sure. used to do that all the time. Mm-hmm. And you'd pay so much, and you can get your key out. Right. Well, you got the friendly tourists that'll stand there, and they'll say, oh, I'm just leaving. You know, they're waiting for somebody that looks kind of easy target mm-hmm. and they'll say oh listen i was just leaving you can ha- use mine and you know so they'll show them how to use the key and they're using the right key and then they switch it for the wrong key the people put their stuff in they're given the key and then they're off they come back and their stuff isn't th- no longer in there because the other person because the other person the key. has a key ah. so that's just one other thing now ron and i've had uh, some incidences you learn by experience and we used to train people on what to do when that happens and you're going to find a lot of bad things at like um the rail stations um uh, airports for sure at the coliseum do you find you know, these things are more prevalent uh, in foreign countries yes but it, it could happen anywhere. Uh-huh. It could happen anywhere. I mean, we were in San Francisco, and we were going to take a trolley car. We are going to buy a ticket, and this guy says, here, I've got this ticket. I paid this much for it. I'll do it for half price. You get it. I've been thinking, oh, well, this is nice. You know, it just strikes it's me that if, it's, if, if somebody offers you something on the street. If it's seems, too good to be true. <laughs> <laughs> then it probably is. If it seems like it's too good to be true, mm-hmm. then it's probably too good to be true. I mean, you, you have to be... You have to use common sense, and of course, what these th- people play off of is getting you in a situation where your wits are not completely about you, you don't have complete common sense, and now you're willing to do something that you wouldn't have done normally. Right. You know, like, for instance, you see somebody, it, it's, a, it's a setup. Somebody drops a, a wallet and then walks, it, and mm-hmm. walks forward, and you look at it, and, and you're sitting there with all your luggage, and you look over and you think... Oh, that poor guy dropped his wallet. So you run over, pick it up, and you run after him. You give him his wallet. You mm-hmm. go back, and your luggage is all gone. Everything's gone. Uh huh. You know, and you should always. But that's common sense. But they're they're playing on your being a good guy or mm-hmm. a fellow tourist or sure. whatever. But there are so many things. I want. I you got to be mean and nasty, nasty, Tom, when you're traveling. It's yeah. what Gwen's saying. You can't be a good well, you Samaritan. You've got to be kind of prepared. But right. to be prepared for interesting reading, I would recommend that you go to two different websites. Okay. One of them is called scamdetector.com. I went on both of these websites, okay. and it's interesting. And don't worry about writing this down, because we'll have the, at yes. travelguysradio.com, you can find these. So scamdetector is one. And what was the other one? And howsafeismytrip.com. Ah, and okay. they've got about a thousand fraudulent things and so travel we'll put scams. those two websites at travelguysradio.com. So if you're interested in trying to avoid just common scams, it's interesting. Sometimes just knowing what these are might help you recognize, or you might be standing watching it happen to someone else. Um, this is a good place to mention that when you're traveling overseas, the best thing that you can do for yourself register yourself yes. in the Step program. Mm-hmm. It's at travel.gov. And uh, it's STEP, the Smart Traveler Enrollment Program. Tell your government when you're going to be out of the country and where you will be so that if, if there is any kind of disaster, they can come and find you. That's right. And don't take a lot of cash with you. Don't take your most expensive jewelry with you. Hide your uh, your um, belongings under your clothing. and Don't take a purse. I mean, I could give you a whole list of things. You know, in New York City, we often tell people, Tom, just little quick things. Don't put your wallet in your back pocket. Most oh, yeah. men these days carry their wallet in their front pocket just because it'll ruin your back if you don't. But um, put your wallet in your front pocket. Uh, the other thing is for ladies, if you're in a large city, if you've got a strap on your purse, 
put the strap crosswise across your shoulder uh, rather than just hanging straight down because that makes you a target. The thing that you want to do is when you're traveling is don't make yourself the easy mark. If you're Blend not the target, well, if you're not the target, if if somebody's standing there waiting for a target, then you don't want to be that person. That's right. Another thing these days, people with their backpacks, um, it's really easy to get into those pockets in a crowded area to unzip, grab things out, and zip back up. It takes mm-hmm. like four seconds. We've and taken groups with know. us, and they've had that kind of stuff. But always know that the scams that happen in the popular uh, locales, which is where you're going to find most of the tourists, right. they're working as accomplice, and there's always two or three people working together. Thank you, Gwen Duncan, making us a smarter traveler. Good you can stuff. find a link to Gwen's <laughs> website at TravelGuysRadio.com, along with the site's that we were talking about. Mark, have you ever been uh, been scammed? Have I ever been scammed? No, yeah. but I've watched it happen a couple of times. Really? I watched a, 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 in an elevator in New York City. People get into the elevator. Lady's purse was open. Guy got into the elevator, grabbed her wallet out of the purse, stepped out of the elevator. And, and literally before you could say, I watched it happen. And before I could say something, wow. the elevator door was closed and the guy was gone. And, and one of the things that Gwen talks about, uh, the scam of dropping the wallet on the street, I watched that happen one day in Amsterdam um, where a guy dropped his wallet and then you pick it up. And they're like, well, what are you doing with my, you know, with my wallet type thing and stuff like that. So it's it, it, these these things do happen. And these folks are very organized when they do this stuff. So Gwen is is right. But you know what, Tom, it, that strikes me. It's a lot of this has to do with the cell phone thing. If you're walking around in a foreign country, looking at your cell phone, paying no attention to what's going on around you, the people who are looking for an easy mark, you've got a big star above your head well they got a lot of people with a lot of stars because uh uh, you know half people at any given time are uh doing that i got a little thing here uh we got just a minute i wanted to mention this has to do with airport transportation um folks uh you know you've got uber and you've got super shuttle and there are lots of choices a lot of people in the davis area for many years have used a company called davis airporter to get to the Mm -hmm. airport and i just i hate to to give people a bad time on the radio so let's just say this you can now use super shuttle to go from davis for a long time davis had kind of airport had kind of an exclusive and um sometimes their service is a little bit lacking so for those of you who live in davis you have many more choices to get to the airport than you used to have i'll just kind of sort of leave it at that all right you, go ahead oh that's uh, i have nothing i've <laughs> I do have, I have to have this, I do have this, yes. Dale Keller and Sid Hanna uh-huh. with the TSA are sitting right across from me here, uh-huh. which means they're sitting right across from you as they, well. They look like reasonably normal people. They don't look, you know, I like know. Uh, yeah. horrible people. They I don't was have surprised. big guns You told me you had a couple of TSA guys coming, and now this isn't at all what I expected. Yeah, well, when we come back after the news, we're going to talk to uh, to Dale and Sid, and we're going to try to demystify security in Sacramento. We've got some questions that some of you posed on our website that we can ask them, get you some answers, and maybe if you're traveling for the holidays, make it a little bit easier for you to get through Sacramento Airport. All right, you going any place for the holidays? I am for the Christmas holiday. I'm going to be home for about the first time in 100,000 years. Amazing. We are the Travel Guys, back with our TSA guests here right after the news next on uh, News Radio 1530 KFBK.
hits that horse with no name song. Yeah, it's, it's ironic that it's me, talking you know? about the first part of the journey because that's kind of sort of what we're going to talk about. <laughs> Mark and Tom, the Travel Guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Uh, and uh, and here we are. We've a uh, special guest in the studio. Doesn't happen too often, but... Uh, I have one little tiny thing before we go on. Yes. We told folks about the cute Southwest security demonstration, and then I went and looked on the website, and it wasn't there. I was looking, But too. it's there now. Oh, good. So if you went Let me and look, yeah, well, it's just the Southwest. You know how if you know the flight flight attendants the Southwest that try to make travel a little bit less obnoxious and uh, do a pretty good job of it. And this guy has done a great job with a safety demonstration. Dare I say, if you see this, you will remember everything about a safety demonstration that you probably never wanted to remember. Anyways, you know, travelguysradio.com. I, I I sometimes think that Southwest must have a a little internal contest amongst the if different they flight they attendants should. because they you know i mean every so often there is just some just so creative and interesting and and a lot of fun yeah anyway uh okay let's, let's tell our listeners who these gentlemen in the background are here so they cannot okay. be in the background anymore um across from us here we have uh dale keller and sid hannah who uh both work with tsa at the sacramento airport they both have extremely fancy titles that i'll uh, let them give to you. But they are the gentlemen who, by and large, are responsible for making sure that you get through security in Sacramento and that everything goes well and that flights leave on time and that uh, life is good. Gentlemen, welcome to the Travel Guys, both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, nice of you to come in on Sunday afternoon. Not everybody is always willing to give up their time to be live, so it's it's we appreciate it. Because otherwise we're sitting here, you know, looking out the window at, you know, pretty much the traffic. So, um, you guys, this is a busy time at the airport for TSA. Um, Sid, you mentioned you were there this morning at 5 o'clock. So let me ask, how has the Thanksgiving weekend gone so far at Sacramento Metro Airport? My opinion, it went great. great. Um, Terminal B was um, awesome. I mean, we were really busy with Southwest flights, but Mm -hmm. the wait time at the checkpoints were great. Mm -hmm. Um, Most passengers were very surprised, and we liked that. That's what we like. Terminal A, on the other hand, was a little busy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not due to anything different. It's just the fact that the facility is smaller and doesn't have enough passengers. And by a little busy, we're, we're kind of talking about that morning rush hour, aren't we? It's just the, uh, we, we say the 4.30 to about 6.30. That uh-huh. two-hour block in the morning, we have a lot of flights going out at the same time, and that adds up to that to that. Uh, and if time. you can, so if you can get to the airport and you're going through security and you're in Terminal A, which is Delta, American, United, uh, right. that's, it. So that's it. And then if, if, if you get through security before 445 or so, probably going to be a life is going to be a lot simpler for you than if you get there. Some folks like to cut things really tight and then they get there and they find out that, God, the security line's 20 minutes long and they're screwed. Yeah. And what we try to convince them here is that, you know, if you just would add that 20 minutes in, um, now there's some lovely food facilities on the other side of security. You could go and heaven forbid, have breakfast because you're not going to get that on the airplane. Totally agree. Uh, you're missing out on the coffee and all the good food on the other side when you're all you're doing is running to your flight. But the reason why we tell people to show up two hours is not just because of the security checkpoint. We, it's all the the whole package. It's showing up early, finding a parking spot. This is a busy, busy time. So most of the parking lots are going mm-hmm. to fill up quickly. Then you go to overflow, and then you got to wait for a bus to pick you up, which you're adding time. Ticket counter, check in your bags. That's an additional time. So you're leaving just a small portion for the checkpoint, and then you show up 20 minutes going. I got to catch my flight and mm-hmm. the line's about 30 or 35 or even 40. You're not leaving yourself time. And it's amazing. I mean, we all like to be civil at the airport. It's amazing how many, how little sympathy the other travelers have for somebody who says, you know, can I cut in front of you? My my flight's leaving, you know, in 30 minutes. And you're kind of like, you know, dude, why don't you just get here? 
in enough time so that you didn't have to. There's so many things, as you mentioned, at the airport that cannot go right. I'm a very experienced traveler. The other day I go out to catch a flight at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm usually at the airport at a quarter to 4 in the morning. The parking situation at 2 o'clock is a lot different than the parking situation at a quarter to 4. So now I have to park five minutes from the terminal um, in in the paved lot, and I've got to walk in. And so it took me a few extra minutes to find a parking spot. It takes me a few extra minutes to walk in, and guess what? I had cut it fairly close. So now I'm stressing out about getting on the airplane. I just thought it was kind of comical that the That's travel guy That's unusual was... for the travel guy. But, He's always <laughs> bragging about... Uh, we you're, asked... You're, but it happens. You're what we call the, the normal business traveler. He knows exactly where to park, exactly where to walk, and how to get there. But if you're doing this once a year, mm-hmm. here and there, everything is new to you. So it's always best to be there two hours early, we say, just, just to make sure that if you miss that bus, the second bus comes in 10 minutes later, whatever the situation is, you know... You have plenty of time to get there. Yeah, you get there. The the lot that you plan to park in is full. Now you've got to make another circle of the airport, and that's going to take you an extra 10 minutes. And guess what? Um, the last time that you flew a few years ago, you didn't have the little one in the stroller that you have with you with you now. Right, uh, and yeah. with that being said, Dale, uh, we've got a lot of people flying with kids this time of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those that are listening that either have children or grandchildren, Give them a couple of uh, uh, tips in regards to taking them through the TSA, or for that matter, the whole process, uh, a little easier. Well, the, the one thing nice is uh, traveling with children. Children under 12 are what we refer to as expedited. So they get similar treatment as the TSA pre-check traveler would have, or passengers who are over 75. Uh, so, you know, they get to go through the walk-through metal detector. Uh, they can keep their shoes on, things like that. So... It's just a little bit faster when they're, when they're going through. Uh, what I see that really throws off a lot of parents is when they come in and they have the, the super deluxe stroller, you know, and they've never folded it up before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've seen yeah. these people on the airplanes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. And so they, they spend about five minutes trying to fold it up, getting frustrated. And, of course, there's always stress at the checkpoint, you know, because you have people behind you, people in front of you. It's loud. And, and then, of course, the, the child will start screaming or yelling if it's a toddler. And then... So they're, they're trying to get it folded up and pushed through, and, you know, it, it, it's a bit stressful for them. So, uh, again, you know, if, if they can find a way to actually go through that before they get there, it's great, or be familiar with the stroller. But the other thing, too, is um, traveling with children is typically very easy, but there's also a lot of families have special needs children, things like that. Um, I, I'm familiar with that with my son, but we also have programs that can assist and help in those situations, too. We have the uh, – uh, we have – uh, passenger, uh, what we call a PSS, a uh, passenger uh, support specialist. Thank you. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we also have a uh, 1-800 number, TSA CARES. And basically what they do is if you call in ahead of time, they'll alert us, and then we'll have somebody out there to give you a hand coming through. Wow. So you know, makes... I didn't even think about that, how hard mm-hmm. it would be to travel with kids anyway. But if you had a child that in some ways had some special need or even adult that you were traveling with that had some special need that now you've got that extra layer of uncertainty as you're going through the security thing and trying to make sure that everybody does what you need them to do Mm -hmm. um, without causing any commotion that that delays the other people that are behind them. Mm -hmm. So that's that's really good to know. So you actually have um, a number that folks can call if they have a special situation so that they can maybe find out a little bit about what awaits them or what op- what options might be available to them before they get to the airport. Exactly, yeah. It's all on the, uh, well, most people are net-based or web-based, so they go to tsa.gov uh-huh. and the information there, TSA Cares. Uh, they can call our local number, the Coordination Center. A lot of people do that. It depends on what they're comfortable with. Some will email, some will call. 
Um, and, and again, our crew is, is phenomenal. Uh, every officer out there almost looks forward to this, and they, they, they're out there to help out and, and do what's necessary to get the, the families through and the individuals through. Wow. We're talking with Sid Hanna and Dale Keller. They are with TSA here in Sacramento, and um, we're just talking about, we're answering some of the questions that you sent in um, online at TravelGuysRadio.com and just kind of generally trying to help you be a smarter traveler. Um, why don't we take a little bit of a break here? And come back, and uh, we'll talk to Sid and Dale. And if you have a specific question that you would like to ask one of these TSA gentlemen, you can give us a call at 921-1530 or 800-821-1530, and we'll try to get you on the air. We are the Travel Guys. We'll be right back. Chewing on a piece of grass, walking down the road. Mark and Tom, the Travel Guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacation. Special guest in studio today, Dale Keller and Sid Hanna with the TSA. If you have a question for them, 921-1530 or 800-821-1530, and we will try to get you on the air. We have some questions from folks who sent them into TravelGuysRadio.com um, to Dale and Sid, so let me uh, ask on our listeners' behalf some of these. Um, longer lines. Uh, at, we were talking about this before the break. Um, it's been in the newspaper. Um, it has. It was in the paper that uh, you guys don't have enough security lanes at Terminal A, basically, to get people through during the rush hour. Um, at the airport, people have announced that they are going to do some construction and create some more security lanes for you there. So um, what's the update? on? You gave me kind of the holiday update on longer lines. But in general, if people are heading out to the airport, is it an uncertain situation? Depends. It, as far as the the, the actual the lines in the morning, yeah, it's 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 a daily thing, and mm -hmm. it it will it will remain. The we are the airport is looking into construction right now, expanding, um, uh, looking up to seven lanes right now at Terminal A. The um, and there are five currently. There are five There's currently, only five, yes. so we have two pre-check lanes, uh, and then three standard lanes. Yep. Mm -hmm. So if you're a pre-check passenger, we we're pushing everybody yeah. to go to pre-check. Actually. That's pretty much what I wanted to get get pre-check out there for everybody because that's that's very critical. Well, and having an office at the airport now is much better, although you don't hear people talk about it too much. But literally, if you got out to the airport early and got checked in and found yourself with too much time on your hands, um, there is the yeah. TSA offices in Terminal A, is it? Or is Terminal it B? B. B. B downstairs baggage by baggage claim. By baggage mm -hmm. claim. So if you're flying Southwest, uh, Alaska, uh, Hawaiian... Hawaiian. Um, that are two international carriers, why then you're going to already be in that terminal. But if you, like I said, at, applying for TSA is really quite simple. It's very simple. You fill out, is it still filling out an online application and right. then going in for an interview? And that's the part that you can do at the airport, right? And the and you can schedule the interview. You hypothetically could schedule that if our, the office were, hours the office were open, you could schedule for a time when you were going to be at the airport anyway. Right. Remind yes. our listeners again what they need to bring for a pre-check qualification, like a birth certificate? TSA uh, pre-check, yeah. Uh, birth certificate, uh, state-issued driver's license or, or identification. Um, I believe Social Security card. I believe it's kind of unique. It's a TSA program, but it is ran by a contractor. It's really we easy. We, I, I, I've been through it. It's a 10-minute. It's a I mean, I was yeah, there 15 clean. minutes the whole time. In and out. Did they fingerprint me? I don't even remember if we did, did they did it or not. But anyways, the point is, it's eighty-five bucks, I think, for five years. Um, if you travel with any kind of frequency, it's something that you you really consider, should consider. So back to what we were originally talking about, and that is, if your fly, if your flight is departing between 
uh, 6 o'clock and 7.30, 8 o'clock, right? Um, you need to be at the airport. You need you need to know that that's rush hour yes. and that's crunch time and that you're likely going to run into lines. If And it's amazing how much difference, especially in Terminal A, where the legacy carriers are, United and, and Delta and American, it's amazing how much difference 15 minutes makes. It's, it's, if you it's get there lot. at 4.30 in the lot. morning, you will zoom through zoom security. Through, no if you get yep. there at 4.45, you will probably get through fairly timely fashion. If you get there at 4.50 or 4.55, you could find yourself in a 20-minute line. Easily. Because everybody comes at the exact same minute. I would say more of a 30-minute. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, you can, because we're downstairs processing our, our groups at United, and we'll look upstairs, and, you'll, and, and our folks are all done, and we'll say, okay, Go on up. Don't get your Starbucks. Go on up and go through security. Get your coffee on the other side. Because right. um, it's 4.30 and you can see. And by the time you look up there, 4.45, 4.50, they're lined up back down the street. All right. Um, computers. People, there, there seems to be some confusion on computers. I've run into this myself. Um, computers in or out of your bag. The standard passenger, non-TSA pre-check, out. And actually, any personal electronic device larger than a cell phone needs yeah. to be out. So iPad, um, uh, Kindle, Surface, anything. Kindles, yep. anything like that you're taking out and putting Xbox, into the Xbox, Playstations, all that out. Yep. Okay, which is important because we have a lot of families and stuff traveling now. And uh, am I hearing this is one of the things that's kind of slowing down the lines a little bit? It is. There's, there's other stuff. Um, we, we focus, we try to tell passengers, we look at what the normal is. And right now, sometimes it's food. Everybody's packing food. So sometimes we tell them, hey, if it's reachable, you can get to it right away. Pull the food out, put it to the side. That helps the process go. Um, yeah, I, I came back from Mackinac Island on, in Michigan um, a couple of uh, uh, months ago. And fudge is a big selling thing on Mackinac Island. <laughs> is that right? It, and, and guys, do you find that uh, fudge, fudge is, is one of Fudge is something that you can, your machines flags. don't <laughs> see through very well. So if you've got two pounds of fudge in your bag. Well, it's, it's not about seeing through it, it's about the clutter that it creates and then it puts layers on the screen for us and so we have to double check so there's certain protocol that if you see certain layers we have to double check so well, of course we're not, we can't reveal a lot of the sop but we can say that it does help the officers when they don't have all that clutter and then all that fudge or all that extra food items to add to the mix excellent we have a caller on the line who has a question nancy from sacramento is headed to costa rica and she's got a question for you guys. Welcome, Nancy. Hi. Um, yes, how do we, I'm 75. The lady I'm traveling with is 78. How do we go about getting a pre-board um, tra uh, pass? A pre-check? Right. Okay. We, we just covered that, but we're going to do it again just oh, for yeah. you because we might have others that have just tuned in. So are you are you talking about pre-check as in getting through the checkpoint through the pre-check lanes or is just uh, a pass to go with them upstairs to the gate? No, no, just uh, getting through the uh, uh, security lanes. Okay, so, yep, yeah, so that's the pre-check. Mm -hmm. um, right. That's easy. Um, you can go... Show, shall, we, yeah. shall we tell her there's a reasonably decent chance because of her age she might luck out and get assigned pre-check. It's a possibility. There a is possibility. a possibility. Yes, there it is tends a to happen more often with with the. I, I travel with a lot of mature mm -hmm. travelers, and they mm -hmm. they tend to get lucky. So that that could happen. Yes, okay. that could but happen. But if it doesn't happen, or is there anything that she can do to expedite the situation? Well, being over seventy-five, you're you're going to be an expedited passenger anyways. So, okay. 
And when you arrive at the checkpoint going through, the, the officer will, you know, you'll get different instructions what the, the normal passenger will. You'll, it'll be much easier for you. Um, now, that's in the checkpoint proper. Of course, if it is during a peak time, there's a large wait time, and you don't have the TSA pre-check, you will be in the standard line. Um, right. So you don't get ahead of the line privileges when you're waiting, but right. when you're actually processing. Nancy, what time does your flight depart in the morning? Oh, a little bit after six. Okay, so you're in that. Four. <laughs> yeah, and and are you flying? Uh, you're, you're not on Southwest, are you? No. Okay, no. so you're going to be in Terminal A. So you are in the time that we're talking about that rush hour. So it really would be important for you to try to get there a couple of hours before your flight departs. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. I just didn't know if there was some way of formalizing that that um, procedure. Yeah, probably unless you actually get. A pre-check, which I wouldn't necessarily recommend it for you for one flight, but um, I think well, that 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 but that that's one option. But yes, the other thing that she could do is go to TSA is is make that phone call yeah, to TSA absolutely. Cares mm-hmm. um, and see there. But make sure, Nancy, when you get to the airport and you get to the front of the security line, that you let whomever is there directing the traffic know that you're 75, because that's going to make a big difference in how. You are treated. So if, if the person that, that, that checks your ID doesn't mention it, then you should mention it to the first TSA officer that you see that you're 75, and that way they will help you with the expedited yeah, screening. Guys, uh, go ahead and remind folks uh, that uh, there's a certain age, uh, and if you're above that, that there are uh, fewer requirements for you as you go through the line. What are they? Correct. It's, it's over 75, mm-hmm. uh, under 12, and then uh, military and flight crew in uniform. Right, and then you don't have to take off your, what is it, your coat? Take off your shoes, right. You can go through, uh, instead of waiting for the long line for the uh, the advanced image, uh, the mm-hmm. AIT as we call it, The uh, you just go through the walk-through metal detector. It's, right. it's much faster. Yeah, it's an expedited process. Got it. What's, uh, just at a, you know, either one of you can answer this. You have the ear of our of our audience here, and you can make them smarter travelers going through the TSA lines. You know, there's got to be two or three things that people always seem to mess up. You know, whatever it is, they don't get their license out soon enough. What what is it that the the, the top three mistakes that travelers commonly make approaching the TSA lines? You know, the the one I see a lot is um, they don't empty their pockets. You know, they, they think they pull everything out, but the keys are in, the cell phones and the still in the pocket, something. And if it's through a walk-through metal detector, even a gum wrapper, believe it or not. But um, what that does is they go through, they, they get what we, they get a pat down or a, or a, a small, you know, a, a search of that area where they, uh, they have an alarm or an anomaly and it slows them way down and yeah. it slows down everything just because they forgot to give the double pat on the pockets to make sure everything's empty. Got it. So, check those pockets. Check the pockets. The, the other one is ID. If you if you lose your ID or can't find your ID, it takes a long time for us to process you, and it holds up a, at least two of our employees to decide working through a phone call trying to do verification of who you are. So please, uh, anything that you can bring to the airport that has verification with you, if you lost your ID, please bring that with you because that helps us, a U.S. passport. Any, anything of that c- could help us. So. That's my You've lost your driver's license. The passport would be your first substitution because that's a government-issued document, and that's going to zip you right through. A lot right. of people use their passport regularly to go through TSA anyway. I mean, I see that is pretty common. So if, if, you, uh, again, if you know that you've lost your ID before you go to the airport, is there a way to call somebody? But it really doesn't matter, right? You're just going to take 
what you have that can prove your place of residency? Correct. And there will be a series, of, we'll get you on the line, there will be a series of questions you have to, to answer, similar to like when you apply for a credit card and they say, out of all these locations, where did you live before? Or Your they, mother's so, maiden name. Yeah. So yeah. They, they verify, but it does take a while. So that's one of the ones that holds up our line for us. All right, guys, before I let you get away, um, I, I need to add, well, we've got one more question here that I need to ask you about because this comes up almost every time we ask people <laughs> to talk about TSA situations. Um, so what happens if they find your stash? So I'll make it very simple because, you know, this is a very, uh, it can go different directions. Um, at, the, at the end of the day, we're a federal checkpoint. Okay. So you can't bring marijuana through a federal checkpoint. If we come across marijuana through our normal course of duty, we have to notify law enforcement. That's where we leave it. We don't take it. We don't do anything. We report it to law enforcement. Law enforcement reports on the scene. It's up to them to make the decision. And then obviously that depends on where you are and all of the everything else. So what you're saying is that if you find it, then it's your duty to report it. Correct. And that's, that's for checkpoint and baggage, not uh-huh. just checkpoint. If we find it in baggage through our system, we will report. Did you hear us with the guy with the forty-four pounds of that was sent from (laughs) Seattle to? Does that happen? It happens. Okay, it happens. Actually, quite a bit. Yeah, Yeah. to be honest with you. And so you guys are. So, so the the reality is that you know, you're, you're. It's a state law. Just because it's legal in the state, you're passing through a federal checkpoint. Correct. You need to take keep in mind the distinctive difference between those two things. Okay, that's good. Thank you, guys. I, I appreciate that. Is there anything that we haven't missed here? We've got just a tiny, I, tiny bit of time. Um, the only thing I really think is, uh, and I think sh- Sid will uh, share this, is that kind of a shout-out to our employees, the officers oh, yeah. out there working. Um, you know, they, they work crazy hours. It's not fun. And they're dealing with all sorts of people. Some people happy flying out. Some people not happy. I go through the airport all the time in Sacramento. I have gone through TSA hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. And I have found that if you just smile and you're pleasant and polite, it's life is a lot simpler for everybody. Um, thank you, gentlemen, thank you. both of you, for coming in on a Sunday and, and, and giving our listeners all of this information. I cannot tell you how much we appreciate this. So thank you very much, and I hope that you'll uh, be back again. Yeah. We hope so, too. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. It's time for us to go. Thomas, I'll just say dance like nobody's watching. And I'll say, uh, by golly, we'll see you next time right here on The Travel Guys. You stay safe, my friends, and we'll see you.